You're listening to Radio Influence. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Happy New Year, y'all. Welcome to Duffified Live in the year of 2020. We are talking about a new decade. We're talking about a new decade uh, that's 20 years after the millennium. So if you think about it, the amount of, I mean, I'm 48 years old, so I've been through four plus decades plus I've watched a millennium change and now I'm into 2020. I mean, the shit that we were expecting from when we were kids, when we were growing up in the seventies and eighties and the world that that we lived in, when they started talking about 2020 and the year 2000 and everything that happened. I mean, you know, they talk about flying cars and the Jetsons and because I believe the Jetsons took place in 2020, not a hundred percent sure, but I think that they did. So think about that, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of opportunity to do a lot of really cool things. And I think for this year, the way I really want to start off is a little bit more uh, of an, of an inspirational level. It's something that, um, I, the, the last time that we talked, I had just gotten back from New Orleans. Um, I took a trip down there, last minute run. A buddy of mine called me. He's like, hey, I'm going to see your boy down in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted you to know. So I, I texted G, uh, G Love, and I was like, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to head down to New Orleans and see you uh, play down at um, uh, Tipitina's. And he was like, word which is like, you know, a nice little thing that he uh, puts through. Uh, it's my copy. I use copy when I try to agree with people or let them know that I understood what they're saying. And word is G's. Every now and then he throws in a couple extra O's and a couple extra R's. But uh, this was a word. So I did. I booked my flight. Um, I booked my hotel, uh, which is old hat for me. It's something that I really wanted to do. But I landed in New Orleans and met with my buddy Brad Bohannon, uh, who is not only a, a friend of mine, he is uh, an alumnus of the bar rescue world. He owns Spirits on Bourbon, if you remember that from first season uh, or second season. And then uh, Brad is also a, a fraternity member of mine. He's a fraternity brother uh, from the Tall Cap Epsilon uh, world of fraternities. So Gautique, yours in the bond, shall we say, uh, which I'm a huge supporter of. I love the fraternity. I love the brotherhood of it. I love the mission behind it, which is a tremendous amount of giving and charity. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, I mean, I think that that when I was initially invited into that world many, many years ago, um, when Brad had called me and uh, he asked me if I would be interested in becoming an honorary member um, of the, of the fraternity, which in reality, one of the cool parts about the fraternity is that it comes out with the world of better men for a better world. Um, and that to me is something that's really cool. You know, I think that there's a lot of opportunity out there for, um, people to do something that's bigger and better than themselves. And for me, it's something that's important. You know, um, some of the things that are really important um, to the Teaks are the idea of character, leadership, um, teamwork, 
uh, service and brotherhood. And those are things that are important. You know, these are things that happen every day. But one of the things that I realized is I was doing a tremendous amount for some other stuff. And I was doing a lot in regards to um, some charity work and donating. And I was uh, kind of in the middle or really at the end of a relationship with somebody. And they said something very important to me that I, that I, I, that really transformed kind of what it is that I'm doing for this year. And, and that, that those words were that, uh, you do a lot and you do a tremendous amount out there in the world, um, to benefit other people, but that every now and then you have to step back and take a look and make sure that you're benefiting yourself. Okay. Um, and that's not in a selfish way. It's in a self care way, really more than anything. And so as I pondered a lot of that thought, you know, via a therapist, um, via friends and all of that, uh, via the end of a relationship with somebody, um, it was something that was really important to me and it just kept kind of ringing into my brain. You know, what am I doing to benefit myself? And again, it's not on a financial level. It's not truly on an experience level, but it's really more of an emotional and a spiritual level at at that. So, and don't hang up yet. Don't turn me off yet because this is going to get better. I promise you. So what I did was I made that decision to get down to New Orleans and that trip to New New Orleans was an inspirational kind of emotional, spiritual journey for me because there's something about that town, the culture, the food, the music, the people that just kind of pulled me into this, this place. I got back into Philadelphia. I walked into Christmas. I walked into New Year's. And I made a decision that I've got to do some stuff to start benefiting me. So um, I have uh, kind of divested um, a lot of my um, interest in other companies that I've been involved in, in other restaurants that I've been involved in. I've made the decision to um, stay very focused on a couple of projects that I have going on. And what I did was I really walked out of, signed out of, cashed out of, signed the papers to walk away from some things that were just taking up time, okay? Which time is something that we can control. We have a lot of opportunity to do that. Me, my calendar is 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 set, you know, my day is set via a calendar. I have a certain amount of time to do stuff. I woke up at six o'clock this morning, okay? I got my dog set. I got her outside. I got everything ready to rock and roll. I hopped in the car. I drove down. I went to the orthodontist. Went to the orthodontist, left there, had to drive and pick up my daughter at high school, left high school, drove her to the doctor, went into the doctor, left the doctor, dropped her back off at school, right back to my house for recording again. And in the meantime, I made phone calls. I got some calls done and stuff like that. But I've been very focused over the last couple of days. And with that focus, I've decided that, hey, fuck it, I'm going to go and I'm going to start losing weight again. You know, traveling and eating and especially in the world that I am, it's just not the easiest thing to do. You know, you realize, and what I don't think you guys realize is you guys might see that one picture that I post of a dinner out or a cocktail. And what nobody's really looking into is what went through that day, how much time I spent in the kitchen, how much time I spent developing a menu or speaking or any of that. And to me, uh, you know, that post 
is kind of representative. It's almost like my reward at the end of a day where I get to showcase what it is that I've done. And that's something that I really enjoy. But I'm going to start making a couple of changes. And one of the first things that I'm going to do, other than divest everything and keep my focus in one central location, um, I've removed some distractions uh, from my life in a couple of other things as well. Um, you know, my focus is a little bit more focused. And by distractions, that's kind of a negative thing to say. But I needed to delete and eliminate a whole bunch of just negative people. So what I did through there is, look, I went on to Facebook and I got rid of probably, I don't know, two to 300 people that I don't even know who the fuck they are. I have no idea who these people are. The same thing happened with Instagram. Twitter's a different world because Twitter is really kind of a release for me. I get to see what's going on and see different people's opinions and views in a different manner, in a very quick 140-character manner to me. That's something, I think, or did they raise it? I don't even know. But the other thing that I've decided to do is I want to, I've got to get myself a little healthier. You know, I'm not, my schedule doesn't allow it for me to make it to a gym unless I want to get up at four o'clock in the morning. My schedule doesn't make it super easy for me to uh, follow a super clean, really easy diet. So a bunch of years ago, I did a program called the 40 day reset, which is really a reset of your entire inside. It's not a cleanse. Cause it's not like I'm sitting here drinking juices all day long because I still do eat, but I'm very focused on what it is that I do. Plus I have a series of drops that I take and stuff like that. And this reset is something that I've been, you know, you've got to get your mind set for it because it's a full blown dedication, man. You know, I'm actually going to do a 50 day program with this. Um, because that's where I want to go. It's traditionally a 40 day resets your metabolism for everything that's going on. Um, plus it, it kind of cleans your body out, which is what I really want to do is I want to clean my body out, get rid of a lot of the bullshit that's been in there. And I've got to get myself back into a healthier way of living. If I want to spend the rest of my life doing the really cool shit that I want to do. So it's, you know, look, uh, you know, I talked about new year's day, this year, I, uh, New Year's Eve, I didn't even go out. I worked. I worked until about eight o'clock. I, I cleaned the restaurant for a while afterwards. I got home about 9 15, 9 30, and I, I wasn't in the mood to go out for New Year's Eve. I just didn't want to do it. So I didn't. I chilled out, um, just kind of kept it super easy, you know, a really simple night. Uh, drove around at two o'clock in the morning, picked my youngest daughter up from a friend's house, um, you know, brought her home and then uh, drove my daughter's boyfriend to school or to the airport, which was an hour away from me, went to a different airport. Uh, and I drove him at quarter of four in the morning. I got home at six and honestly, I spent the whole morning in bed. And then I played some Xbox for a while and I watched some Netflix for a little while. And, you know, and, and, and that was it for me. I was done. I had, I had regained a lot of the energy that I had lost over the last couple of months um, through that really awesome sleep, that great, great deep sleep that I don't get a lot because I'm a late guy. I usually go to bed about one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning and I'm up at 6 a.m. Um, so, you know, and I'm not focused when I wake up. So this has changed. This will kind of rechange and give me a new focus on what it is that I need to do. So, uh, I'm going to track my journey a little bit on a weekly basis, um, with everything. I'm not going to get involved in weight, but I'll talk about weight that gets lost. And the reason why is because it's really nobody's fucking business how much I weigh. And it's not that I'm super fat or any of that stuff. I'm just, I'm just, I need to do something different. 
And this is for me. This is a comfort level that I want to be in and I want to make this change. Um, Plus, you know, I mean, look, I'm getting older, man. I'm 48 years old. There's got to be a point where I make the decision that I can't go out boozing all night long. I can't go out and eat meals until, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. It's just not a good place for me if I want to do the stuff that I want to do. Those things can be few and far between, but realize that I flew 100,000 miles last year. That was just on one goddamn airline. That didn't count some of my overseas trips on different airlines and stuff like that when in reality all said and done it ends up being about 120 so 120,000 miles spent in the air okay think about that that's in the air 120,000 miles that's a lot of movement boys and girls that's a, or a lot of 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 sitting movement in the air but not moving around so i've got to, i want to do something different so i'm going to try this i'm going to do this again it's the 40-day reset um you guys can follow me on it i'll talk about it for the next couple of weeks of what's going on um and how i feel and the other stuff so um that's what i got for this week and and one of the things that i really wanted to do this week as well was to have an amazing guest on um the guest that I'm about to have on. Her name is Jen McKinnon. Uh, she actually is a mom of two. She is a, a um, she is uh, a businesswoman. She is a, uh, uh, she raises charity. She raises funds for charity. Like I said, she's got twin girls that are nine years old that are BMX racers, that are lacrosse players, that are field hockey players and soccer players. She's run two marathons, two half marathons. I think it's two. It could be more. But all of this has been done as a 40-year-old woman leading into her 40th year, and she's got cystic fibrosis. So if you know anything about CF, um, it's kind of a debilitating disease. It's one of those things that through the years kind of knock you down. And in 1979, when she was born, uh, the doctors told her parents, take her home and enjoy her for as long as you can because she's not going to be around for a while. Well, guess what, boys and girls? That was 40 years ago. And guess what? I got Jen McKinnon sitting here with me today, and we're going to talk. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a huge favor and welcome to Duffified Live, my friend, a huge inspiration and really just a badass chick, Jen McKinnon. Good morning, Jen. How are you today? I'm good. How about you? I'm actually pretty good. I had a, a nice little relaxing weekend um, of work and stuff like that. But uh, honestly, it was kind of chill. I didn't have to do too much. So I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Drove my daughter to the airport. Took her. She, she went back to school. She goes to school in Florida oh, now. Gotcha. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, she was home for, I guess, like three and a half weeks, four weeks. So it was good. Okay. You're not, you're not there yet to the college part. No, we're still in third grade. So we got some time. I can't believe those girls are in third third grade. grade. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Uh, all right. Let's do this real quick. Hey, Jen. So why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and then also, of course, how we can get in contact with you or follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name is Jennifer. I live in Annapolis, uh, Maryland, and I run a charity called um, Jennifer's Journey, and we raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, I do have cystic fibrosis. Um, I was diagnosed at six weeks old back in 1979, so I just turned 40 um, this past year, which is a great accomplishment for somebody with CF. Um, I also have a family. I have a husband who is a 
pilot in the Navy, and he also runs a company here in Annapolis. And then I have two twin daughters who are nine, who are in third grade here. And then I also run a business. Um, I work for a company called Zaya Active, and um, I sell workout gear, activewear, uh, for a full men's line, women's line, and kids' line. So it keeps me busy. So you're just a little bit busy. Yes, a little bit, but I love it. It's good to be busy. <laughs> so I think, like... You know, one of the big things that I that I want to know is, I mean, I've known you for probably about 11 years. My ex-girlfriend and one of your best friends, you guys were roommates in college. That's right. And uh, and I mean, I've known you for 11 years and I've known Eddie for years as well. And, you know, when uh, when Jill and I had broken up, I was like, shit, I hope we don't have to do like this choosing thing. You know, like, because oh, yeah. I really like Eddie and Jen. Like, I really like those guys. Um, but, you know, we had a totally amicable world that we lived in, me and Jill. So it wasn't like it was a big deal. But, uh, but you know, I mean, and Eddie and I have kept in contact through the years. And, and I've always kind of followed you as well as, you know, we've been in contact on and off here and there. But um, I think some of the big things, first off, can you explain to, to, to me and to everybody else, what is cystic fibrosis? Um, cystic fibrosis is known pretty much for as, as a lung disease. Um, it affects, um, well, most people know it as a lung disease, but what they don't know is it affects almost every organ in your body. Um, the older that you get, um, it affects your lungs, it affects your digestive system. Um, and the, and the list goes on. Um, there's not a lot of, or there was not a lot of drugs out for CF. Um, there's a lot of drugs out there. I should say that that helps with the symptoms. Um, I spend, you know, hours a day hooked up to breathing machines and nebulizers and close to 60 pills a day just to stay, say what I call healthy CF person. Um, I'm nowhere near where I need to be as far as a normal, healthy 40-year-old, but I am a healthy CF patient at 40 years old. Um, just this past year, though, actually just the past couple months, um, in October, there was a new drug that was approved. That, that helps 90% of, of CF patients, oh my God. Um, which we've been waiting for this drug for a long time. I know I've been waiting for this drug for a long time. I was, I was very, very sick back in the summer. Um, it was a very um, scary time for my family. We didn't know kind of what was next. Um, and then this drug got approved in October, and I started the drug on November 6th. Uh, the drug is called Trikafta. And it's just a pill. It's three pills a day, two in the morning and one at night. And um, and when I say this drug has changed my life, it has completely changed my life. Really? Um, I can I can breathe now. And I know you're thinking, what does that even mean? But it was very hard for me to breathe. Right. Um, it was very hard for me to exercise. It was very hard for me to keep up with my children. Um, but this drug has completely changed the way my outlook on life now, um, silly things. I mean, just, I mean, I'm out with my kids playing. I can keep up with them. I'm out riding bikes with them. Um, it has just completely changed. Um, I'm, 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 before this, I was a severe diabetic. Um, and now I'm slowly getting off insulin because this drug is opening up oh organs God. that haven't worked in years. Um, so it's just, it's just a pretty amazing drug. So life is on the upscale for me now, which is so such a blessing and just so exciting. When I think one of the, one of the big things that a lot of people don't understand is, is when it gets into the idea of the lungs and, you know, I mean, just the, the simple art or act of taking a breath for, for the rest of us is just not that big of a deal. 
You know, I mean, for me, I have asthma. It sucks. I might take a, you know, an inhaler every now and then if I get down to it. But for you, it's, it's a daily, I mean, they're up until obviously that November point, it was a severe struggle. I mean, there was a lot that you really had to go through. And then on top of that, for you to have two girls who are nine years old, that it's not like they're lay at home on iPad kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in love with your girls and I know they call me the cooker and I think that's great. And it's one of my favorite <laughs> things ever, but I mean, I'm in love with your girls and I love, I love how I've watched them grow over the last nine years and, and just how active you, you are in that. I mean, and, I, and these things are coming out weird because it's like, well, why wouldn't she be active in her children's life? But there's a lot of people out there who would say, I have CF, I have diabetes, I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah, just going to sit absolutely. here and, and, and kind of wait for a treatment to show up. But that's never been the person that I've known. No, I, I mean, I've, you know, I, I feel sometimes in life you can choose your path um, to a certain extent. And, you know, every day my girls look at me and, you know, they watch everything I do. They watch everything I say. I'm a true, I feel a role model to them. Sure. And if I'm laying on the couch being lazy, then they're going to be laying on the couch and being lazy. And so we are always you know, outside, we are moving, we are active. Um, yes. Is it hard for me to keep up at times? Sure. Do I, you know, do I call a timeout on myself? Yes, I do. And I just didn't <laughs> watch them play, but you know, but now, now, like I said, with this drug, things are changing and, um, things are, things are getting better in the future. It's just, I feel like my future is so bright now. And, you know, Ed and I have made plans to do this and do that. I mean, we just bought an airplane and we have all these, um, destinations that we're going to go. I mean, life has just completely changed and it's such a big, huge blessing. Sure. Huge blessing for sure. That's awesome. And now, uh, it, it, well, I'm going to stay on this for a little bit. So w- leading up to the drug that had, that had was just uh, basically uh, allowed by the government. I mean, were you, I know you were doing a trial for some stuff for a while. Was this that drug? No, I've been on several trial meds, um, and they've all come to market, and they've all been great. But the difference between this drug and the other drug is the other drugs and, like, my inhalers and my nebulizers and my vests and all this stuff, they're just – they just help with the symptoms. You know, if I get an extra cough, I do my vest a little bit more to get all the junk out of there. But with this drug, it, it's helping with the underlying cause of CF, um, which is opening up the airways, which is opening up um, – I mean, I don't want to get too scientific, but it's just opening up. It's just helping with the underlying cause of CF, which there's never been a drug like this before. Um, and people, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's changing people's lives. And, you know, I have some friends that have little kids with CF and they're like this, they won't have to do anything anymore. Right. You know? And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's fantastic. So now does this eliminate the 60 pills a day that you're having to take, or are you slowly kind of weaning out of that? Um, I'm slowly, I'm going to have to slowly wean out of it. Um, and I mean, there are some things I have slowed down on. I don't, don't necessarily do my breathing machines, you know, three hours a day anymore. Like I used to, um, I mean, I just, like I, I, I was away this past weekend, um, and I didn't take anything with me. I didn't take a breathing machine. I didn't take a nebulizer. I didn't take anything with me. That's, and, that's such a, um, that's so I amazing. I was with my mom and my sister who were panicked. It's of sheer panic. <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm going with you to breakfast. I'm not I'm good. My, I'm going, you know, and so, and everything was fine. Everything was great. So uh, I think I will definitely start to 
wean off some drugs, um, you know, but I have to obviously check in with my doctor and see which ones to start first. But, um, yeah, eventually the goal is to get off mostly everything except for, except for these pills. And then with Jennifer's journey, I mean, that this has been something that's been around, I mean, as long as I've known as, I mean, I've known you for almost 11 years. I mean, this has been around for, for, forever. Cause I mean, your parents are unbelievably, I, I don't want to say supportive. Cause I know, like I say these things and I'm like, but it's her parents. Like, why would they not be? But I think that your parents are almost outspoken in regards to so many levels of it. Cause they're like, no, we're not going to accept that. This is what, you know, what can we do next? What is, what can we do about this now? Um, I mean, so where did Jennifer's journey come into play and when did that start? Um, well, my parents have always been, like you said, huge supporters and they've been committed to, um, when I, to CF. I mean, when I was younger, when I was definitely first diagnosed, you know, I think they kind of did a divide and conquer. My mom goes, I've got Jennifer. I'll take her to every, every, everything, doctor's appointment research. And my dad said, I will fundraise until the day I die. Wow. And so he started all kinds of events and raising all kinds of money. And then about 20, maybe 20 or 22 years ago, uh, my sister started actually Jennifer's journey, came up with the name and, um, it just kind of took off. And now we are the number one team, um, in Maryland this past year, our goal was to raise $80,000 and, uh, we raised almost $131,000 last Holy year shit, that's just from different, you know, we did four or five events and right. we just, it was wonderful. You That's know, people so, are so giving and people are so kind and they just want to help. And, you know, every, literally every dollar helps. Yeah. And, um, we're, you know, we're hoping for a successful 2020 as well. Right. And then, so w- with the re the rate, the research money that you guys have raised or the money for the charity that you guys have raised, like, what, is, what does that go to? I mean, does that go directly to CF research? Does it go, I mean, where does it go? It does. The nice thing about donating to, the CF Foundation versus some other foundations is 91 cents of every dollar gets donated back to where it needs to be. It goes to research. It goes to the medical team. It goes to the hospital. It goes where it needs to be. It doesn't go in somebody else's pocket. Right. Um, and with a lot, you know, if you do your research, a lot of the charities are not as as giving as CF. So, like I said, 91 cents of every dollar goes back to where it needs to go. Um, a lot of the money here goes to Hopkins because we're so close to Hopkins, which is a phenomenal CF center, which is where I go. Um, and um, yeah, so mostly, I mean, it goes all to research. It goes to, um, you know, scientists, it goes to the doctors, it goes to just to keep, because we do, like I said, this drug that came out helps 90% of CF patients, which is phenomenal, but we can't forget about the other 10% that don't, that this pill isn't helping. Um, So we're not going to give up on them. We're going to keep fundraising. We're going to keep research. We're going to keep going until there's 100% of CF patients that have some sort of pill or some sort of something that helps them with the underlying cause of CF, not just the symptoms. Now, what is the, I mean, the the 10% that it's not helping, I mean, what what is the, what is the difference between the, the levels of CF, I guess, or the, you know, the 90% that are out there and then this 10%, what is that difference? Well, the difference uh, with CF, we all have different mutations of CF, which is kind of just like different kinds. I don't want to say different kinds of CF, but just different mutations. Um, right. So this drug that there was a drug that came out about five years ago that helped between like three and 5% of CF patients. 
Um, and then this drug that just came out, like I said, helps 90%. And it's with anybody that has uh, a double, I mean, a copy, a Delta 508 mutation. You have to have at least one copy of the Delta 508 mutation to be on this drug. Okay. And it's the most common. It's the most popular. Um, so that's why it's 90%. But then there's other mutations that are just um, maybe not as popular, so to speak, or unheard of, or, and it's those people that we need to keep fighting for, we need to keep fundraising for, maybe even close to seven years ago, I think it's when that other drug came out that helped the three to 5%. Right. And I remember, like, I was so happy for them, but it was also a sucker punch for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's not my mutation. That's not going to help me, you know? And yeah. so I know what it's like. I know these people that have, that are in the 10% category. I know that feeling that it's not for my child yet. So I just want to let them know that we're still fighting for them and we're going to continue to fundraise and we're going to continue, continue the fight till everybody has some sort of drug that will help them. Wow. So first off, if for anybody who's listening right now, if you're, uh, you guys want Jen, where can they go to, to donate to Jennifer's journey? Um, you can go to, I mean, I have a Facebook page. It's called Jennifer's journey. We will find a cure for CF. They can go on that page. Um, and donate. Um, they can also just go to the CF Foundation website and donate. You can search my team, Jennifer's Journey in Maryland, and you can donate there as well. I actually just opened my uh, fundraising page today. So you can go there to donate, or you, if there's another team that you belong to or a friend that you know, you can search their team on the CF webpage and um, donate to them as well. So how I want to kind of go back a bunch of years. I mean, you're a kid. You know, I mean, and you're and, and, and your kid, you were born in 79. So the 80s, that early part of 80s, I mean, they're there. What, what is that like? I don't know if you can remember back that far. I mean, what is that like at that time for you? I mean, um, you know, the nice there was thing nothing with- going on. Like there was no there was like we were not in a scientific research breaking momentum in the 80s. You know, especially coming out of the 70s. And I feel that there was so much focus that were put on other things. You know, like, look, I mean, AIDS, we talk about AIDS and what was happening at that point. It's like that was such a massive focus. And that, you know, I mean, CF, I I never knew about CF. Honestly, I didn't know anything about CF until the day or the week before I met you. Like, I just didn't know anything about it. It wasn't something that was out there. I had never really, I had heard of it, but I didn't know. So I can't imagine what that must have been like growing up in, in really a research less age. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you this one thing first is that CF is considered an orphan's disease, which means it doesn't affect enough people for the government to help with, with money wise. So every donation that we get comes from, you know, generous friends and neighbors and corporations. And so we get nothing from the government. So from what you said, like a lot of people, had never heard of it. Um, To tell you a quick story, you know, when I was born, um, I do have, um, my family, unfortunately, is very familiar with CF. I had two cousins pass away um, from CF before I was born. And so, you know, there my parents are. I I was born and, you know, I'm not gaining weight. I'm not growing. The doctor said, you know, she has failure to thrive, which anybody that's a parent knows, you don't want to hear those words. as a newborn. And so, uh, my, you know, the doctor said, have you ever heard of CF? And of course my parents were like, yes, we, you know, we have wow. family members. I got tested and went to my first doctor's appointment when I was little. And the doctors told my parents like, take her home. 
she's only going to live to be about two or three. Oh, Give her a good life. Um, which again is, you know, one of those feelings. It's like a sucker punch in mine. Sure. And I think that's right in that moment when my mom said, okay, one, we're switching doctors because we just are. And no that's point be talking said, to you again. I'm, I'm committed to finding a cure. And so we switched doctors and I went to Children's National Medical Center here in D.C. Um, absolutely wonderful. And, you know, the late 80s, uh, 1989, I believe it was, is when the gene was diagnosed. I mean, the gene, um, they discovered the gene, excuse me. Right. And so everybody thought, oh, my gosh, the cure is around the corner. Um, I remember as a family, we celebrated like it was such a big deal. <laughs> you know, little did I know I'd have to wait another 20 years before this drug came out. But right. Yeah, there was not a lot going on um, in the 80s. And, you know, slowly new medicines have come out. And, you know, the vest, which is a um, uh, like a machine I put on, looks like a life jacket and it blows up kind of and shakes all the junk out of my lungs. Um, that came out. I mean, new advances were definitely coming out. Right. Um, but not anything like like what's happening now. So yeah. it's um, it, it's a good foundation and it's a good thing. You know, it's, a, it's not that I would wish CF on anybody, but if you are newly diagnosed or if you have CF, I mean, this is the best time to have it with all these drugs coming out. There's, it's, it's going to change. It's going to be, it's going to be for the better. There's so much more hope than there was, you know, back in the seventies, eighties and nineties. What a so shitty all- time to grow up for everything. Fashion sucked. Music was just kind of okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it was like, like, what was anybody really focusing on? It was such a weird time frame. I mean, I'm, I'm older than you. So, I mean, I'm eight years older than you are, but it, it, it's like, what a weird time to grow up during then. But, but yeah. I think for you, I mean, for your parents, look, it's almost, I mean, it, it's, it's so empowering to think about the fact that your parents had seen two family members already pass and for them to be like, well, literally like, fuck that. This isn't, no, uh, -uh, we're not, we're not accepting this. We're not. Cause I think a lot of people look, I I don't know. Both of my girls are, are, are healthy. They don't, you know, Fiona's allergic to tree nuts. Like, you know what? She just doesn't eat nuts. Like we're okay with that. You know, she doesn't have to sit down and do or go through what it is that you went through. But to think about the, 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 the drive that was behind your parents at that point, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's just mind blowing. And again, we'll do anything for our kids. Don't, don't get me wrong with that, but to have already seen two family members pass and then to have that diagnosis come through, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to use the, the, the analogy, but it must've been such a massive, just like punch to the chest, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't even. And, I, and I've talked to your parents, you know, I mean, I remember sitting with your father one night and he and I had conversations about this and I asked a lot of these same questions and your father was like, she's my daughter. Like the, it was, there was, there, there was no other option. There was the only option that we yeah. had was oh. just to go and find something, whatever it was. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And I think from them, that's where I get my drive and my determination to, to keep living and to, you know, all the doctors were against me about having children and getting married because I wasn't going to live long enough. And, right. you know, I told them a few things and I just went and did it. And yeah. fortunately for me, it all worked out. I have a fantastic husband. I have two beautiful children. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it hasn't all been, you know, rainbow, rainbows and unicorns. I've been, I've been in, you know, I've been sick. I've been on death's door. I've been, you know, it's a, ro- it's definitely a roller coaster. but um, my biggest advice is I mean, you got to stay positive and keep fighting. That's yeah. 
you know, I think to, that, to get through some of these things. I mean, I think that huge support system, because your family is, 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 is a, is a dynamic like I've, I've never seen. I mean, look, I have a great family. I have it there. We're, we're all tremendously supportive each of each other. I mean, even just the simple fact of the relationship between you and Eddie is, I mean, I love it. Like I loved hearing stories, you know, Jill used to tell me stories all the time of you guys. And, and I was always laughing. And, and then, you know, when I finally got to meet Eddie and when I finally had that, that opportunity to kind of interact with both of you guys together, it was like, Oh, I get it. All right, cool. Now I get it. You know, I mean, it was just, it's always been so much fun to watch you guys grow. And then with the girls and, um, and, and they're, I mean, they're like to watch you guys and the things that you guys do with them. I mean, one's, one's a motocross racer and she's nine. Yeah. Yeah. She loves her BMX. She loves the- <laughs> So like, where does that, where as a mom, are you like, hold on for a second here? Well, you know, it's a funny, it's quick story is that, you know, we, her and I are actually, we were running a 5k together a couple of years ago. And I asked her, I said, what do you want to do? I said, mommy and daddy have put you in soccer. We put you in lacrosse. We put you in, you know, art. We've done all this stuff for you. What do you want to do? She goes, I want to race bikes. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, I want to be a BMXer. And I'm like, well, tell me what that even means. Tell me what that stands for first. Right. And, right. And, um, this was in November and she started that following January, her first race. Oh my God. And she loved it. It's so funny. You know, my, to other watch daughter's that. A, my other daughter's a swimmer and she plays lacrosse and she plays field hockey. So we're, we're you know, we're, we're nonstop, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. You guys are constantly moving, constantly moving. Yeah. It's good. And I think that, I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of parents are out there like forcing their kids to do things, but I think that it really does. I mean, a lot of the determination and the will and want to do things really comes from, from you and Eddie, you know, I mean, they see how hard mom struggles sometimes and they're like, well, she can do anything. We can do anything. So well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Jen. I hope so. What's my plan? <laughs> we'll see. If- <laughs> I mean, so it's working so far, we'll see how it goes from here. <laughs> So now how does, how, how does the whole, um, Zionapolis and all that, the active wear, where does that come into play? I mean, I've, cause I started to see like little touches of it a bunch of months ago and then yeah. like one day it was like, okay, here we go. We're taking off. Yeah. You know, I started last year, December of last year and, um, you know, who doesn't live and love active wear and workout clothes Seriously. and, and you it's know, so acceptable. We can do anything and- we want. Yeah. Exactly. With fitness and wellness. And, um, you know, last year or two years ago, I started running and I've done a couple half marathons. And so anyway, that was just my, uh, I mean, I have another job that I work from home that I've had for gosh, 10 or 12 years. And I just wanted something different. I wanted something that I loved and I wanted something that would keep me busy and get me out in the community more meeting other people. And so I started last year, uh, with Zaya active um, they're actually out of Utah. Sandy, Utah is where um, the headquarters is. And um, I'm a rep here in Annapolis. And I started selling. And then I started kind of recruiting and growing a team. And I have team, met team members all over the country, um, all selling activewear. And it's a wonderful company to work for. Um, and you know, like I said, I just passed my one year. And um, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, it's, they have great clothes. Like I said, they have a full men's line, a full women's line, and a full kids line. So my family is, uh, we are decked out in Zaya all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I've reached out to you about stuff and you were like, Hey, you can get involved in this. I'm like, the, I don't know. The last thing I have time to do is get involved oh, in yeah. another business. I'm like, I just want to buy some of the clothes. So that's, I think yeah. my, uh, my next group of purchases. 
And I, I mean, Absolutely. so why, why that? I mean, there's so many opportunities to do so many other things like that, like home-based businesses and especially in the apparel world. I mean, what was it about Zaya that brought you to the point of like, this is who I want to work with or this is what I want to do? Um, I mean, just being in, I mean, like I said, just having an active lifestyle and knowing, you know, I was buying these clothes from other stores anyway, paying sometimes double the price. And then I saw this opportunity and said, you know what, I can share this with my friends and family and, and neighbors. And um, I love Zaya's motto. I love, you know, the CEO is a female and she started from nothing. She started selling this out of her, out of her living room. And it has now exploded to, you know, multi-million dollar company um, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's just, it's growing by leaps and bounds. And it's just something that I wanted to be a part of. And so I jumped on board last year and um, it's been absolutely awesome. It's been, cool. it's been fantastic. And it's fun for me, which I, you know, I know a lot of people can't say a job is fun or, you know, sometimes when they talk about their job, they kind of roll their eyes or they're, you know, yeah. do a big sigh or something. But this is, um, this is great. I absolutely love it. That's cool. Well, and I also think that, I mean, that leads so much into so many people's lives because there are so many people that are sitting in an office, you know, and like kind of rolling their eyes back and forth. And, you know, that independent entrepreneur world is so prevalent these days and there's so many opportunities to do stuff. You know, it's not the old Tupperware party where you just have a whole bunch okay. of people over to your house and you hope that they buy some stuff or, you know, sex toys or stuff like that. The yeah. people are coming in and, you know, I mean, this is a product and, and that, that one we all live in at this point. I mean, look, I, I woke up this morning and I mean, I'm just going to say it. I threw some Lululemon socks on and a pair of Lulu boxers. It's just yep. that the nature of the beast, it's that comfort, you know, that I think we're all looking for and socks just aren't socks anymore. You know, leggings yep. aren't just leggings anymore and a pair of sweatpants isn't just a pair of sweatpants anymore. You know, there's so much that goes into them. And in reality, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I, I have a lot of active wear. I'm not the most active individual. Unfortunately, you don't need to be mm -hmm. active to walk on and off of a plane. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. But uh, I think it's just it's kind of cool to watch like the marketing that you've done and to see a different side of you that I've seen through all these years. It's just it's super fun to watch for me. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, um, you know, it's, I've met, you know, I thought I knew a lot of people here in my town that I grew up in. And, you know, I've met so many people. I met so many business owners, so many gym owners. Um, you'll find me at all the health and wellness expos. You'll find and you just meet all kinds of people that, you know, they just want to get healthier or they've lost 30 pounds and they're down a size and they're so excited and I have the perfect pair of pants for them and, right. you know, little things like that just, um, it, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal in their lives and I'm just glad to be a part of it. All right. So anybody wants to get involved in Zaya via you, what do they do? Um, you can go to, um, I have an Instagram page. It's Zaya underscore Annapolis and you can just follow me there, message me there. Um, I can give you all the information, you know, obviously no pressure to join or anything, but I can tell you a little bit more about it and how I got started and um, kind of go from there. And it's Z-Y-I-A underscore Annapolis. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's back up a little bit because you said something in the beginning that I stopped and I wrote down. You guys bought a plane? We did. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, well, my like as you know, Eddie's been a pilot for uh, he's pilot in the Navy for a long time, and right. still is in the reserves. But um, he's been a pilot for gosh, I don't know, fifteen, eighteen years. And ever since I knew him, which we met in high school, so I've known him for a long time, he's always wanted to be a pilot, and he's always wanted to own his own airplane. Um, him being a pilot was actually, you know, he became a pilot in two thousand four. So that was done, checking the box, and the next was to buy an airplane. Um, and, you know, it took a little while. We had to find the right plane, find the right everything. But, yeah, we, we purchased an airplane a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, my God, that's awesome. A little Cessna 210, um, you know, small plane, six, right. six people. But Perfect. it gets us from here to there. And, um, you know, I think it was one of those, to be honest, I think it was one of those. He saw me in November, and we, he's seeing how my health is changing, and he's like, let's, let's go for it. Let's That's do it. Awesome. Like you're feeling good. You don't need to bring all this stuff with you. Like you only live once. Let's, let's get this and fly all over. So super pumped about that. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Cause I know every, like whenever I was down there, even there were times and Eddie and I were working together cause we worked together for a little bit on one of the projects yeah. and he was like, we got to get up in the plane. We got to get up in the plane. And I'm like, all right, just tell me when, you know, let me know when. Yeah. And unfortunately my schedule doesn't allow for, uh, for a, a, a lot of hangout time, which kind of sucks, but big changes for me this year. I'm slowing down a tremendous amount. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, we can fly to Philly anytime you want us to come. <laughs> I'm ready for you guys whenever. I actually want to take. A, I'm going to take a little trip. Uh, I'm I'm trying to make some plans to come down and and see you guys in. Uh, I was thinking I was going to do something in May. Like I'm trying to plan my okay. schedule out a little further because I I, I was never able to in the past. You know, I mean, it was like I had to work. I had to go here. I was constantly. I mean, I just hit 100,000 miles in the air. Um, unfortunately, not in the pilot oh seat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100K <laughs> on the same airline. That doesn't include some of my overseas trips with uh, with other airlines. But um, oh yeah, gosh. so I'm pretty stoked. I know it's been fucking nuts. I hit my last one. I did a, I did a lap. My last trip was to uh, New Orleans. I did that right before Christmas. And I was like, I got to get out of town. I got to get a couple more miles in for the year. So I literally yeah. flew down to New Orleans and just had a, had an amazing, very kind of inspirational, creative um, weekend. It was super inspiring. There, there was just something oh, about good. the culture of New Orleans with the music and the food and the culture and the way it all just kind of comes together. And I just came back with this whole new vision. Uh, it's, it was weird. Jen. it just fucking, it, I don't know what it did to me. It just completely opened up my brain. So it was really pretty cool. I know, but you gotta love that. those moments. Like soak it up, uh, right? Seriously. Well, for me, it was oh. all about dropping all the bullshit, like just kind of eliminating a lot of, the distractions that I had with with other businesses that I was involved in, um, you know, really kind of making a full decision to kind of buckle down and just focus on a couple of small projects instead of, you know, 15, uh, you know, uh, 15, which really a bunch of them were really big projects that were just getting small amounts yeah. of my attention. So, yeah, I mean, it needed to be done. And I'm really happy that I made the decision. I feel like I've um, I feel like I've lost like 50 pounds just of stress off the top of my shoulders. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm really stoked. That. And now I can start that. making plans for the other stuff. So um, so yeah. a, a flight to Philly or a trip to Annapolis is in the future real soon. So that sounds great. We're in. You tell us uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jen, I wanted to thank so much for hopping on. 
you know, I think that, Absolutely. that, I mean, I'm, I, I've wanted to have you on for a while, you know, especially once I started to see you get involved in the Zaya stuff and, and all of that. But, um, I know I'd heard about the, um, the drug. I didn't know that it was fully, um, uh, I don't even know what word approved by the government. Um, but that's mm-hmm. just amazing. That's so awesome. And I'm so happy for you and, and for your family as well. That's just a, that's a big, huge thing for you guys. And I'm really stoked about that. So. Well, and you guys, you. And I think you guys had a part. In, yeah, I mean, I think you guys had a part in that as well. I mean, watch how long you guys have 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 with the fundraising. And I've been to a bunch of them, you know, here and there and done some. I mean, I met Adam through you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Keith is amazing. Unbelievable. I mean, I remember the first time I met him, he had a bottle of beer in one hand and he didn't have another hand. Yeah, it was like, you know, and I went out and he, you know, I mean, to have that introduction and then to follow his journey as well. There's just something about I don't know what it is about you guys. There's a bubble around you guys of just some pretty amazing people. Oh, thank you. So so nice. um, Well, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. And that was great catching up. Yeah. Hearing your voice and everything. We did it publicly. (laughs) um, Let's uh, why don't we tell everybody again kind of how they can get in contact with you. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Jennifer's Journey and for Zaya. Yeah, for Jennifer's Journey and to learn more about the CS Foundation, um, I have a Facebook page. It's Jennifer's Journey, and we will find a cure for CS. And you can also go to um, the CS Foundation's uh, website and then just search Jennifer's Journey on there. And you can read a little bit about our team, and you can donate and see how you can get involved. And then for Zaya, like I said, uh, on Facebook, it's Zaya Annapolis with Jen. And then for Instagram, it's Zaya underscore Annapolis. And uh, Zaya, again, is Z-Y-I-A. So I'd love to, to get in touch with you guys and uh, kind of make a connection. All right, Jen. Well, thank you so much for hopping out and hanging out with us for the day. I really appreciate it. And uh, look okay. forward. I'll keep kind of I'm going to keep up on the journey and follow what you guys are doing. And so everybody do me a favor. Get over there and go to Jennifer's Journey on Facebook. Uh, do a donation. What's, you know, a couple bucks here and there helps every single thing. And you guys heard 91 cents of every single dollar goes over to the charity. And then Zionapolis. I love the stuff and I, I am going to make some purchases. Um, I have this. I have the, the page open right now, Jen. Um, so okay. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get a couple of purchases going in there and get my body feeling comfy as well. So, um, so we're good to go. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was good talking to you. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have Jen on, especially at this beginning stage of the year was for that reason right there. I mean, this is a woman who was born in 1979, six weeks later, diagnosed with cystic fibrosis in 1979. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, I mean, look, that was a death sentence back then. You know, you even heard what she said about the doctor who was like, Hey, take her home and enjoy her. And, and it's, I've heard that so many times, you know, out of the story from, from Jen and from her parents and, you know, from friends, cause it's something that so many people talk about. And the fact that her parents were like, well, no, <laughs> yeah, we're going to take her home and we're going to enjoy her, but we're going to do it for a long period of time. You know, Jen just turned 40 uh, a couple months ago. Um, the support system that she has from her family, from her husband, from her, 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 her brother-in-law who, you know, is now doing triathlon 
friends and doing charity runs for Jennifer's journey as well. Um, and her sister, you know, the, the importance of that family aspect in her life is just massive. And it's something that I've always been in awe of. You know, I was born in a family that we didn't have anything like this. We didn't have a CF or, you know, anything like that. And until my father got sick with cancer, which was really only about six years ago, you know, we never really experienced any of that. So to have that diagnosis done at that early of an age and then um, to have her parents be as strong-willed and determining um, from that point is amazing. And I know that all people do that. And I understand that there are a lot that parents out there have that will and that determination every day, but I've never witnessed it as much as I have with, with Jen and her family. So that's why I wanted to have her on, you know, we're talking about a woman who just, you know, she kind of just glossed over the fact that she has CF and she's run a couple of half marathons. Like she just kind of did that nonchalantly, which to me, that was a huge point. You know I mean? This is a woman who has a, a lung disease where she can't breathe, but she ran two marathons. So for me, when I take my inhaler, cause I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of a wheeze from a little bit of uh, uh, you know, asthma, I think I'm going to rethink my, my, uh, if there's any complaints in that world on my side, cause I have zero right to do so. So do me a favor, get over there and check Jen out. Um, it is Jennifer's journey on Facebook. Uh, we will find a cure for CF. And then also, um, the stuff that she's got with Zaya, and, and this was not a commercial in any way. This was just me kind of interviewing a friend who I'm super interested in, um, who has an unbelievable and undeniable force behind her to live a better life with something that at one point was uncurable, incurable, un incurable, not quite sure. I think it's incurable, but I'm not going to Google it right now. So it's in uncurable. Let's do that one. Um, so, you know, and Jen is living life to the fullest. It's one of the great things about her that I like. And, you know, the support, again, like I said, from Eddie and her parents and her brother, her sister and, um, you know, the, the in-laws that are on the other sides of that. And then her two amazing kids. I mean, uh, these, these two are, they're awesome. Uh, you know, at nine years old, just amazing personalities. And um, the fact that uh, Jen has had the ability to do that while having CF after multiple people telling her no. Um, it just kind of speaks to the will and the desire that she has to lead a better life for herself and have an amazing life for her kids while all this is going on. So cheers to you, Jen. Uh, I appreciate your time. So thanks so much for hopping on. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. Uh, the quick show really stoked that we got to get this in and I've been trying to get Jen on here for a little while, but, um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys listening. I want to thanks everybody out there for Jerry and Jason down at radioinfluence.com. idea for a podcast. You have a 100% chance of getting a no if you don't ask anybody. You got a 50-50 shot if you do. You got an idea, call the boys up, give them a pitch, see what they say. It can be yes or it can be no. You guys make that call. Uh, Michelle, Techno Solution. This woman does every single website that I own, okay? She does clients' websites of mine. She does menus and development and all of that for pretty much everything I need. If there's a world where I need somebody to see something, Jen is the one, or um, Michelle is the one who takes care of that. So check out Techno Solution, T-E-C-H-K-N-O-W, Solution, 
com. The other thing for me is Maggie Gagliardi, the wonderful illustrator uh, who does all our great promo pieces at Mags Art, M-A-G-Z-A-R-T. Go check her out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a whole new year. We're talking about 2020 out here. Go out there and do something massive, man. 2020. That's insane. Completely insane that we are witnessing uh, that happened 2020, 20 years ago, we sat around and we waited for the entire world to explode because we thought that the flip of 1999 going into the year 2000 was going to do something crazy to us. Well, guess what? It didn't. We're all here. The one thing I think it did do is it started to give us a really good amount of inspiration to move forward and do crazy things. So everybody do me a favor, go out there and just try being nice to somebody for a little while. Bye-bye. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Now think about this. If you sleep eight hours a night, you're going to be awake a little less than 6,000 hours next year. 6,000 hours. What could you possibly accomplish in 6,000 hours? Could you write your first book? You can. I know you can. Could you double your income? Yes. Could you find your soulmate if you don't have one already? Yes. Could you rekindle your current relationship? Yes. Yes, of course. Could you lose 50 pounds? Not that you need to, but could you? In 6,000 hours over 12 months? Yes. Could you repair a broken relationship with a brother or your sister or your mom or dad? Yes. What could you help your kids accomplish? A lot. A lot. You could help your kid learn Spanish if they were young enough and attentive enough. You could do a lot in 6,000 hours. Could you build a new company? Absolutely. It's been done. It's been done. It will be done. Could you reinvent your current company? Completely do a 360 in terms of culture. And the answer is, Yes. And could you change careers? Why not? Could you do a startup online business that you work from home? And the answer is, in 6,000 hours? Over 12 months? Yes. Everything is possible. It totally depends on how you organize your life and ultimately how you organize your thoughts. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.